Hello, hello, good evening, and welcome to your Thursday night edition of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I am your host, the content machine, Liam Crowley, joined by the man behind the machine, Wrestling Inc. founder and owner, Mr. Raj Gary. Raj, happy WrestleMania week to you. How's it going? Liam, I am a rolling. Uh, I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Uh, just feeling absolutely stupendous every single day leading into the weekend. It is a wrestling festival, essentially, this week. It's really cool to see what all the other different independent promotions are doing as we gear up for the big weekend WWE-centered, of course. Always on this Thursday night edition of the Wrestling Inc. podcast, for those who are familiar with the vibe by now, we split things up between pro wrestling news and entertainment news. But this week, because it is the biggest week in wrestling of the year, we are dedicating this full show to a WrestleMania preview, both WrestleMania Night 1, Night 2, as well as NXT Stand and Deliver. We have seven matches for NXT, 14 matches across two nights of WrestleMania, so much stupendous, so little time. Raj, are you stoked for this year's WrestleMania weekend? I am. I think it's, uh, you know, you, 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 when you break it down individually on each night, it's it's pretty solid at the top. You know, both both nights have solid cards. We're probably going to see, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes uh, versus Seth Rollins. That, you know, and that could be great. Edge versus AJ Styles could be money. Brock versus you know, uh, Roman Reigns, that's just huge. So yeah, you know, I think, uh, I, I will say this, the one, uh, that has been disappointing. I, it has been Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey. I feel like that build is just not, it just has not done anything. It's, it's kind of sucked. Um, but outside of that, I feel like, um, it's been good stuff. Yeah, the build has been an improvement from past years. I think a lot of that is due to the fact that we don't have to deal with the Thunderdome. We get to actually see fan interaction and fan pops and cheers and boos, what have you. Everything you said, I, I basically echo. There's a lot to look forward to on this year's WrestleMania card. And before we get into matches specifically, I did want to kind of take a step back. Wrestling is obviously a very big part of both of our lives, even beyond work we're fans first and with fandom comes fun memories and i wanted to get your favorite wrestlemania memory it can be something that you saw in person it can be something that you saw on the tv screen what is raj geary's favorite wrestlemania memory i've got i've got a few uh, wrestlemania 3 with hulk slamming andre is uh iconic uh, i did not see that live I, I saw that months later on on videotape uh i saw macho man winning you know uh, wrestlemania 4 that one macho man's my favorite wrestler of all time and wrestlemania 5 was when it hit me <laughs> you know like going in i was a hulk maniac then during the match i'm like wait why am i rooting for macho man and it kind of hit like i actually like macho man better than hulk hogan um I, so you know, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of times it's those those ones from your childhood. WrestleMania six with the Warrior uh, celebrating with the the fireworks going off and Hogan going off in sunset. Hogan and Rock. It's, it's funny they're all like almost all Hogan based. Uh, and then uh, uh, Undertaker losing the streak that was huge. That was one that took me by absolute surprise. I started watching wrestling in 2011, so my first WrestleMania memory is Rock and Cena, which is pretty damn special, but still, that Undertaker streak snap 
caught me by surprise and shock because I didn't grow up on The Undertaker, but I did know about the lore, the legend, the guy that never lost. And when, you know, a young Liam Crowley sees that one, two, three go down and Michael Cole just goes, the streak pause is over. Wondering what's going on there. My favorite WrestleMania memory, though, and it's a very niche and specific one um, because it's not even a match or or a title change it's aj styles as wrestlemania 32 entrance he was someone that i loved watching on the independent scene i loved watching him in tna and when he finally made the transition over to a program that i was able to watch on a weekly basis to see him in front of a crowd of i believe it was at&t stadium so a hundred thousand people just like we're gonna get this year and the pyro went off and he had the great gear i believe it had like a hint of red in there sure he lost the match to jericho but that crossing the line, I'll never forget it. It was pretty special. Before I was there, I was at WrestleMania 32. Yeah, man, I'm a little. I'm <laughs> that was the only one I went to. Uh, usually, it's too crazy on the site, and so uh, that was the one year where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make it happen. I'm gonna stay for the whole weekend, and I regretted it. <laughs> it hasn't happened since. It, it's but, an infamous WrestleMania, but I th- I still think that there's things to to love about it. Uh, no, no, WrestleMania was great. I, I actually, I actually, you know, a lot of people did not like that WrestleMania. I thought it was great uh, watching it live. I thought it was awesome, but it, it's just so crazy on the site that yeah. I, I need to be there. You know, I, I need to be at Mission Control, uh, <laughs> making sure everything's going all right. Makes complete sense. Well, before we get into any of the match cards, we do have a couple super chats here. First, from CJ Hennessy, who writes, Just left Access not knowing they were presenting a statue to Undertaker with Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kane, etc. in person. Mind blown. Raj, did you know about this? I did. I, I, I found out about it today. No, I didn't know about it before. I mean, if anyone deserves it, you know, it's Undertaker. Jeez. I mean, he's, he's the man. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because Undertaker was never was never quite the guy, you know, like during his his uh, he was always a top guy, but he was never the guy. And but he has endured more than so many people that were the guy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I completely get where you're coming from. He was always a main eventer, but he was never, you know, our rocks, our Austins, our Cena's, even our Roman Reigns in modern era. Yeah, so it's really cool to see uh, the kind of the festivities behind The Undertaker this weekend. And I'm really stoked for tomorrow with the Hall of Fame because to see The Undertaker break character. I mean, he's done it more often in recent memory. We obviously saw the documentary series and we've seen him do the odd appearance here and there showing up at UFC events. But to have an elongated speech of Mark Calloway, not the dead man, I think it's going to be pretty jarring. I think they need to do something on Raw. You know, they did it with Ultimate Warrior, where you know Ultimate Warrior was inducted in the Hall of Fame, and then he was he had the, his thing on Raw, died the next day, which was freaking crazy. Um, I, I think you know with Undertaker, a Peacock special is good, fine, but he needs to be on Raw on Monday night doing some sort of thing in front of a national television audience, you know, or, or if it's at WrestleMania, one of those nights, but it just can't be a peacock thing. You you know what I mean? I completely get where you're coming from a raw, something on raw would be really special, especially if it's in character, something just like tipping the cap or just 
do, doing something. Uh, Ultimate Warrior, especially in hindsight after everything that happened, still sends chills down my spine. So I'd love to see what we can get uh, out of one last Undertaker in-character appearance. A couple more Super Chats before we move on. Steve sends in one. Steven, thank you so much. If not Cody versus Rollins, what about Gargano? Uh, I think this is a big reach. I, I doubt it, and it, it would not get the pop that I think people are suspecting. That would be a fart in church, you know, like that's, uh, and people would hate that. It, it, it has to be, if it's not Cody, it's, it, you know, Shane McMahon does not fit either. It, it has to be Cody. It has to be Cody, but Shane at least would generate the response they want. It would be nuclear booze across the board. And hey, I love me some rebel heart, but still, I'm, I'm hoping we get to hear um, what's what's Cody's theme? Do, wow. do Shane this? You know, do Shane as a uh, a red herring. Shane comes out, uh, Seth wins, and then you do Cody's music. You know, I it, you know, look, it's Cody's gonna be in WWE. He's there. Um, it, it, that that's happening. Like Elias at WrestleMania 34 with the whole Undertaker Cena thing. I, I could see them doing that. It could be pretty fun. Uh, Terry right. sends in a super chat. Overlooked is Ricochet, fluent, kind wrestler. Ricochet, not on the WrestleMania card this year, which is very surprising considering he just won the Intercontinental title. Do you see Ricochet maybe getting a, a pre-show match, putting the title up against someone? Look, uh, I, 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 you know... Uh, I, you know, I hate every now and then I tweet things and I, I don't expect it. You know, the, the next day you wake up and it's like there's 600 replies and just people ripping you to shreds. Uh, look, I think it's fucking ridiculous that the U.S. and Intercontinental Champions are not on the WrestleMania card. Uh, these are if, if why even have those titles if 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 they can't get a freaking match on WrestleMania. I mean, they're pointless then. So I, I, you know, I just think it's just ridiculous. And 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 doing a pre-show match, it's almost worse. <laughs> you know, like they should be on the main card. You don't. WWE does not lose anything by making those titles mean something. A Will Smith smile uh, style f bomb from Raj here early on in the podcast, <laughs> but no, I completely agree. Like I, I understand the appeal of having our McAfee's and Logan Pauls and Johnny Knoxville's, yeah. and I think that there is a place for them on this card, and it shouldn't be an us versus them type situation. But at the same time, when you have two guys sitting off, that being Finn Balor and Ricochet, and those three, three celebrities being on, I guess maybe two and a half since McAfee is involved in the company, it does make people compare. And I completely understand that point. It's 10 hours between the two <laughs> nights. It's 10 hours. They cannot fit either the international or the U.S. title. You know, it's okay. We got one last super chat before we get into NXT Stand and Deliver. CJ Hennessy saying, Liam, I think I saw you at Castle Island a few weeks ago, but didn't say hi because didn't know for sure and looked like a date. Hope it went well, LOL. Well, hey, next time say hi because I was at Castle Island a few weeks ago. And I didn't realize that you, uh, CJ, are a Massachusetts native. So uh, if you ever see me again, pop up and say hi. That was uh, that was really cool. Uh, but let's get into NXT stand. Where's Castle Island? Where is that? Uh, right, to, right outside of Boston. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. It uh, kind of overlooks the city line. It's it's a gorgeous spot. Huh, nice. Yeah. If you're ever on the East Coast, I'd love to show you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> NXT stand and deliver. We got seven matchups, as I mentioned. First up, we're going to talk about the NXT women's tag team title match. That being Toxic Attraction, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane defending their titles against the friends once again, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Raj, any anticipation for this match? And do you see a title change happening? Uh, no anticipation. Um, but I think Raquel Gonzalez should have been on the main roster weeks ago you know or months ago um i i i think it they should not win because that just means that raquel gonzalez is on nxt longer and she can be a superstar she needs to move so yeah yeah i part of me thinks maybe we get a title change just because i see this match maybe opening the card and i think back to the last time nxt had a, a weekend event at a wrestlemania in dallas and we got an awesome american alpha and uh the revival tag title match to open that nxt takeover and there was the title change so i don't know if i'm just connecting imaginary dots with patterns in the past but i think there's a chance we might see some ruffles and toxic attraction but this is not a match that is exactly high up on my anticipation level. Stellar Justin Lopez sending in a super chat. Want to get to these before they get too far back in the comments. He says, speaking of the U.S. title, how long till we hear Prince Devitt is all elite? It's clear his position in WWE. Raj, do you ever see Finn Balor making the jump to Jacksonville? I mean, I could, you know, uh, it, it all depends on you know, situation and, and circumstance. I, I could definitely see it at some point. Who knows? But uh, right now, he seems happy with WWE. So He seems like someone who is in line with both the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's of the worlds, where sure, maybe he's not at the heights he could be at. Kevin Owens is the exception, obviously, based on his current storyline. But he feels valued, I think, by WWE. I'm putting words in his mouth. But those are the quotes that Sammy and Kevin said about their spots within the company. And sure, maybe they're not winning all the time, but they get TV time. And that seems to be the most important thing to a lot of guys on the roster. So I kind of see Finn Balor in that company. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, look, um, AEW has an immense roster. I mean, they've, they've, they've gotten gigantic and there's only so many spots uh, at the top. And, uh, you know, I, I could see Finn Balor being at the top there for sure, but who knows? You, you just never know because they have so many people. How many, how many ex WWE guys have you seen go to AEW and it hasn't really panned out yet? You know, you know, uh, Keith Lee was a huge surprise and, He's just kind of, eh, eh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finn Balor, he could be Adam Cole or he could be Jay Lethal. Like, there's very right. different ends of the spectrum as to where he could end up. Uh, let's keep going through this NXT stand and deliver card. One match that I am absolutely stoked for is that NXT North American title ladder match. We love a mid-card title ladder match. They're always a lot of fun. And the lot we got here, champion Carmelo Hayes, Santos Escobar, Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller, and Cameron Grimes. Raj, who do you see walking away with the gold from this match? Well, I think this is going to be the match of the night. Uh, I think this is going to steal the show. Oh, jeez, man. You can make arguments for everyone, but for me, it's Carmelo. I think he's a superstar. Uh, him getting a win on that big stage just enhances him. And so, yeah. That's uh, Carmelo Hayes for me. What, what, what do you think? 
I'm also a Carmelo Hayes guy. I used to see him wrestle and evolve when he was Christian Casanova. He's a Boston native as well. I got a lot of love for Carmelo, but I think this one might go to Grayson Waller. It just seems like an appropriate next step for him in NXT. They clearly have a lot of stock in the Australian superstar. And I don't know. I'm not pro Carmelo dropping the title, but I'm not against someone else taking it because at the end of the day, Carmelo is not taking a pin. Solo Sokoa, Grayson Waller, even maybe a Santos Escobar, I could see them climbing the ladder and taking the title and it not really hurting Carmelo in the long run. So I don't think it's wrong with this. Yeah, I I could see arguments for any of them. But yeah, that is a good point. You know, Grayson, I could definitely see for sure. We have another big match, uh, singles match between Tommaso Ciampa and Tony D'Angelo. It's being kind of penned as Tommaso Ciampa's swan song with NXT. He had a picture on social media recently where he wrote on a chair, I believe, the date of his first match in NXT and then the date of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, making people kind of think this was going to be his final match on the Tuesday night show. At the same time, though, will he go to the main roster? Will he go the Johnny Gargano way and maybe just kind of do his own thing for a little bit? Either way, Champa and D'Angelo, who do you see walking away with the win? And what do you think this means for Champa's future? Uh, D'Angelo, for sure. I think he he's on the rise. He's he's coming up. Uh, Champa, you know, look, he's he, he's kind of been going to the main roster for years. You know, there was that that year where him and uh, uh, Ricochet were a tag team. It was Ricochet, right? Yep. No, Ricochet and um, Alistair Black. But he came up oh. with Gargano briefly. Right, and yes. And then he got hurt. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, I just don't, man, I, you know, I'd love to see uh, Ciampa get a fair shot on the main roster, but I just don't see it happening. I just don't see him being... Uh, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. I, I just, I, but I don't see him making it on the main roster. He does just seem kind of lost right now because he doesn't fit the current vibe of NXT as much as it pains me to say that he sticks out like a sore thumb yep. based on the vibe of all the people they're pushing currently. And even on the main roster, like it's the land of the giants. Unfortunately, like I know we want these NXT guys to succeed, but when he had the one-off match on raw in weeks prior to kind of give some shine to NXT, it, it felt off to me. So I don't know where Champa fits in WWE currently. He might want to stay because of secure. I don't know what his contract status is. We're not really wants to speculate. And we mentioned to AEW, the roster is getting crowded. So Champa, I think, is very much at a crossroads in his career. Hopefully this weekend we can at least get one last good match out of him and then go on from there. D'Angelo, he, he's one of those. He, he's very stereotypical. But once he's figuring out the character, he's getting that aspect of wrestling down. And once you get that down, that's how you become a star. And I don't think this gimmick is going to make him a star, but I think the fact that he knows how to uh, act is going gonna, is gonna to get him to the next level. I, I see big things for Tony D'Angelo. I do appreciate that he's kind of all in with the gimmick. It doesn't feel like he's faking it. He knows that it can be corny and he's just kind of embracing it. And that's the way these 80s gimmicks are going to semi-work. It's limiting when you're stuck in a gimmick as opposed to being part of your character, you know, like uh, a realistic character. Um, But making it work is a first. You know, look, look, Balbinus had a great gimmick. 
and, and it, uh, but ultimately, if you're not able to take an aspect of that and make that your your character, you're not going to be a superstar. And uh, Tony D'Angelo, he's he's kind of in that spot where he's in a stereotypical character. If he can just use what he's been learning and uh, turn that into his own, he could be a star for sure. I will say the idea of him becoming the Don NXT kind of in line with the Kings and the tribal chiefs of the world. I think that's a nice way to kind of make it his own within his gimmick, but also not be super married to the uh, stereotypical kind of Italian mob boss that they were going for originally. I think that, you know, with some tweaks here and there, like you mentioned, Tony D'Angelo can be a star. Let's get into another title match here. A fatal four-way for the NXT women's title, that being champion Mandy Rose, defending her championship against Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. Raj, Mandy Rose, kind of on the run of her career right now with Toxic Attraction. Do you see her walking out of Dallas with gold still on her waist? Uh, I'd like to see Cora Jade. I feel like she uh, she has she has something where uh, a certain type of charisma that it can be taught Um, whether it's here or if it's a few months down the road, Mandy Rose, I I don't get why she's in NXT, (laughs) you know, like uh, she has the look that WWE loves. She has uh, the, the charisma, the attitude. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it seems odd to me that, uh, She's still in NXT, like that. That she went back to NXT, but yeah, I, I, I can see Cora Jade. It was an improvement in terms of what she was doing on television, though, because main roster, nothing tag team with Dana Brooke, just kind of floating around backstage yeah. segments, mingling with the twenty four seven division. Now she's a title holder. She was doing great with uh, Otis, but we never got to see that play out in front of fans. I think that would have been huge in front of fans, but it just never. Never happened. That moment at the Royal Rumble, there was edges popped. There was McIntyre eliminating Brock Lesnar. And then there was like Mandy Rose being saved by Otis. Like those were all substantial reactions. It was (laughs) as dumb as it sounds. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. Uh, Yeah, Mandy Rose, I think she's going to leave with the title. I can't see anyone else, uh, per se, taking it off her. Maybe Cora Jade, but she gives me a lot of Darby Allen vibes. I I know it's obvious because of the skateboard reference and all that, but still like that kind of underdog that I want them to stretch out the story a little bit longer, but we know WWE can be trigger happy when it comes to putting the title on young stars and especially in NXT. So who knows? I think it could be Mandy. It could be Cora. I don't really see EO having a shot or Kaylee Ray. EO should be on the main roster. Mm -hmm. Talk. uh, The clock is ticking. Yeah. It feels like it's about time. Uh, She was in that tag team very briefly and, was NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and and she's, just, she's just awesome. She just elevates uh, everyone she's in the ring with. She's just, she she has everything. So there's no reason she shouldn't be on the, it, you know, it, it, there, are, there are times when you're like, why is this person still in NXT? I thought that was Adam Cole forever. You know, it's like at some point they got the camera angles figured out. They know where to, you know, when to look at the hard cam and, and whatnot. Um, either it's happening or it's not. And, you know, you got to give her that chance. Mm 
I agree. Speaking of people who have been in NXT for a long time, including NXT UK as well, Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel, the NXT Tag Team Champions, defending their titles in three-way action against the Creed Brothers and MSK, Nash, Lee, uh, Nash Carter, excuse me, and Wes Lee Raj. Is Imperium holding on to the gold, or is it the Creed Brothers' time? I mean, I give... Uh, zero shits about this match i think for whatever reason i don't care <laughs> um yeah i don't i i don't know i don't it doesn't matter whoever wins it's it makes a zero uh difference imperium look i think uh gunther whatever they're calling him um he's the star i don't see you know the rest of imperium uh being big stars i hate to say it they're very talented in the ring uh but i just don't there i don't see them yeah i like Marcel i'm being Bartel. a little too honest i think to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, like Marcel I think he cuts a good promo i think he has a nice like subtle charisma about him fabian eichner they obviously had big plans for a while back he was evolved champion when uh, nxt was working with evolve kind of hand in hand and they were kind of strapping the rocket to him in the developmentals developmental but at the same time i think imperium is growing a little bit stale they don't really fit in with current nxt i think they meshed better in uh nxt 1.0 a lot better in nxt uk as well i think this is uh the creed brothers time and not just because they are nxt 2.0 products but because i remember seeing an article not too long ago that vince or someone backstage saw future WrestleMania main eventers in the Creed brothers. I think that is a massive stretch, but at the same time, if he sees potential might just put some gold on him. Hey, uh, I could, I can see that as well. They need to stop murdering people you know, on their dropping people in their necks and their heads. And, uh, but I, they have a ton of potential. I think the Creed brothers are, are really good. Yeah, and I think gold is in their future this weekend. Uh, speaking of Imperium, the leader of Imperium, Gunther, taking on L.A. Knight in singles action. Yeah, love L.A. Knight. I love his promos. I love his cadence. I love his style. But I don't think he has a shot at beating Gunther this weekend. Also because if anyone's going to stay in NXT from these two, it's going to be Gunther. And I think L.A. Knight is poised for a main roster call-up as soon as Monday. Every day that LA Knight is not on the main roster is a day wasted. He he has got it. Like whether or not um, he translate, he, he translates. You give it a shot, but he has everything that they're looking for. He's got charisma. I mean, he, there's a difference between WWE and an ROH or you know uh, Impact Wrestling or something where charisma matters more than anything else. And LA Knight has that in spades. And he just, he owns the room, talks like a star, acts like a star. He's wasted in NXT. He should be on the main roster. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, in, in one month, he'll be on the main roster. And it's been too long coming. I actually have I have a fun anecdote about L.A. Knight. Way back when, a decade ago, The Rock had this reality show, reality yeah. competition on, I believe it was USA, immediately following Raw or something, called The Hero. And Sean Ricker, who is the real-life L.A. Knight, was on it. 
And he didn't make it very far, but I really just like loved his vibe. And I was like 10 years old at the time, which was pretty crazy. He was eliminated very early on, but when they brought everyone back for that kind of final, who's going to win, we bring back all the eliminated contestants. The Rock presented him with a developmental contract and he reported to NXT and it didn't work. He didn't even really get TV time at all. Then obviously he went to Impact as Eli Drake and just set the world on fire, had some good stuff in NWA. Signs with NXT in the middle of 2020, I believe, or 2021 when NXT was still in front of empty arenas. And now everyone's kind of seeing what I saw a decade ago, which I think is pretty cool to see this guy have this kind of progression and hopefully main roster is in his future. There are, so I've I've talked with uh, uh, LA Knight many times in the past and I, I would tell him like he's the kind of, wrestler that you know made wrestling popular like that those were the kind of uh stars that uh people gravitated to look you know as much as people want to you know you you love in-ring work you love okada or whoever uh it wasn't dean malenko that made the late 90s it was steve austin right like ultimately in-ring work is great, whatever, but it, it it's that charisma and it's the personality and it's it, wrestling is a show and having the best showman uh, is ultimately what gets you over. Uh, I look at LA Knight and I see that in him. I do worry. There are times, there are nights where I'm like, okay, you're, you're, you're trying to sound too much like Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, where, uh, you need to cut down on that a bit. You don't want to. You don't want to come off as a ripoff. Uh, you want to be your own thing. But he he he's he's got it. The Yaz and the Whats will always be kind of linked together. He's got <laughs> he's got kind of a mix of both Stone Cold and The Rock. And you know, I want to see what he can do on the main roster. I think he is a character that could translate over well. And I one agree. character that people are wanting to see translate over to the main roster. Is Braun Breaker? It seems like Vince McMahon fell in love with him when he had his one-off match on the main roster earlier in this year. He will be challenging NXT champion Dolph Ziggler. No, I'm not making that up. It's still a real thing. NXT champion Dolph Ziggler in the main event of NXT Stand and Deliver. Raj, is Braun Breaker going to get his win back or is the show-off going to continue to just run NXT? He he has to get the win, right? I mean, I, I feel like this was all designed for this. Um, bronze, bronze, awesome. Uh, clearly, he's years ahead of where he should be. Uh, he's great. He, uh, I think where he needs the work is on promos and character. And uh, he's there. He's a superstar. He's gonna be. He's gonna be huge. Uh, you know, I, when I, when I see him wearing the uh, the tie dye, you know, the old Steiner Brothers uh, gear, I'm like, man, I don't. I think he should be doing the Scott Steiner, like the old the head the head headdress, and you know, like that's a main event gimmick. The 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 uh, the colorful tights and everything. That's yeah, that's good upper mid card stuff. Bring back the chainmail. That's all I want. Especially the chainmail. I'm telling you, I mean, Scott made it cool as hell. 
for for stand and deliver, especially if we're going to do a, a special entrance, it has to happen. Especially with the Steiners going into the Hall of Fame the Absolutely. night before. Um, so it's yeah. funny. I asked God about. <laughs> it's funny. I asked God about the the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, it's probably like four or five years ago. <laughs> he just ripped it to shreds. It's like there's no way I'd ever go in, and it's just it's you know it's a a BS thing, and there's no way you'd catch me you know dead in one of those but uh he uh times change here we are steiner brothers going into the hall of fame a couple hours before nxt stand and deliver kicks off because this one is at 1 p.m eastern on wrestlemania saturday in the american airlines arena raj i want to ask you a question before we move on to wrestlemania night one American Airlines Arena holds like 20,000 people, but I did a little research and it seemed like NXT was only selling around 5,000 tickets. Is that just a tarp off situation or was that just a lack of confidence that they could pull 20,000 people? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're hearing of these shows doing, you know, whether it's WWE, AEW, whatever, uh, when they're saying they're, they're doing a sellout, but that's because they're going in are blocking off a section of the of the arena. So yeah, that's what they're doing with NXT. Look, I mean NXT is not it's interesting cuz the ratings aren't bad for they're they're not that far down from what they were a year ago. But the buzz is way down, you know. It's not like the hot ticket. Um but yeah, uh, it's yeah, I mean it's I think if this was the old uh, uh, blue and uh, black and gold NXT, they probably could have sold out that arena. But with this NXT doing 5,000 is actually pretty good. Yeah, and I'm excited to see some of these guys wrestle in front of a 5,000-seat arena because the likes of Carmelo Hayes, Braun Breaker, a lot of guys in that uh, ladder match, a lot of women in that title match, you know, they've never been in an arena like this before. And it'll be special, too, to see it as an NXT-branded thing. Because, obviously, we've seen Braun Breaker have his one-off match on the main roster, but he's part of Raw in that scenario. NXT 2.0 in front of an arena capacity, even if it's limited, I, th- I still think it's going to be a sight to see. I think it's... It, look, I personally, when I watch NXT 2.0, it feels like they're on a, a game show set. Like, I, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of the look... I'm not a fan of the environment, but I get, I do think it for where they want to go. It's an improvement for, from what they were doing, because as a third brand, it was not working. They were not a profitable third brand. And to be a brand that is creating new stars, that's what you need to do. But looking at it, it just, I, I, I'm not a fan of the look, you know, uh, it's the hardest show for me to watch each week, but they need to do that to create new stars. So yeah. And now that they're doing it in front of actual fans, I think that's a, that's a big improvement. One, one look I think you're going to enjoy Raj is the WrestleMania 38 set because it's always a spectacle to see, especially in a football stadium, AT&T stadium, Probably going to have close to 100,000 people. And even if we have a little less, they're going to tell us it's 105. Anyways, let's get into WrestleMania 38. Night one, kicking things off with a Raw women's title match. A rematch from SummerSlam. Becky Lynch defending her strap against Bianca Bell. 
air. I really think there's only one way to go about this match. Raj, why is Bianca Belair winning this match? She has to win. She would look like a total geek if she doesn't win. She has to win. Um, Becky's Becky's great. She's fantastic. But she is miscast as a heel. She should be a baby face because uh, everyone wants to cheer her. It's like Adam Cole in AEW. Everyone wants to cheer him. Why is he a heel? Uh, You're you're kind of forcing it. Uh, Becky Lynch is stronger as a baby face. I feel like this heel turn, they're forcing it. Hasn't quite worked. But Becky Lynch is a superstar regardless. But uh, Bianca has to win here. I, I do have a follow-up question. Do you think it feels a little redundant having Bianca be crowned two consecutive WrestleManias, or do you think that there's a way to make this one unique? Well, it's not the main event this year. So if it was the main event, I, I could I could see that. But since it's not, it's it's a different it's a different animal this year. So yeah. Yeah, I think there's there's a way that they can play around with it. And also to the built-in redemption arc based on how SummerSlam went. I think there's a way that it still leaves everyone happy. Let's get into our first celebrity match of the night. Ray and Dominic Mysterio taking on the team of The Miz and Logan Paul. Raj, I feel like the Mysterios are the easy bet. But at the same time, I want to hear the reaction if Logan Paul pins Ray Mysterio. I think that would be crazy. I think uh, someone pins the Miz if it's Dominic or, or Ray. Uh, something that Logan Paul does backfires, uh, and Miz gets pinned. Miz and Logan Paul have a, a face off at the end, and uh, Logan Paul knocks out the Miz. That's kind of you know, it's kind of one of those. I don't, I don't give a shit, but. Um, <laughs> But I, I look when, when I think of celebrities, I, Logan Paul is not there, but I get that he is. He actually is. It's just not someone I consider a, a big star. Um, but that's yeah, that's that's what I think. I think ultimately Logan Paul is a baby face at the end, turns on the Miz, knocks him out. And uh, yeah, it's funny because theoretically both of the paul brothers logan and jake are painted as like the heels of the entertainment world but jake's the only one that really embraces it i don't know if you're familiar with his like boxing record and everything he's doing a conor mcgregor impression he's trying to be notorious and everything logan paul on the other hand does a lot of philanthropical stuff and he's trying to redeem his uh, reputation after everything that happened in japan i don't know if you're familiar with the whole controversy with the suicide forest he filmed a vlog in just an area he shouldn't have and people no no what 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 was that back in like 2015 2016 uh he went to japan and he filmed footage in a forest that is notorious or like infamous for people taking their lives and he posted it and it just got a lot of controversy and he did the classic youtube apology video and tears and people called it bs and it took a long time for him to get back in a positive public eye but wrestling fans fans in general just kind of see him as like you know uh just another youtuber who's making it big off clicks and uh ads and all that yeah i mean it's it's funny because you know back in our not to sound old as hell <laughs> back in my day uh you know like mike tyson was a celebrity like everyone knew who mike tyson was 
Uh, everyone knew who Jerry Seinfeld was. You know, Logan Paul, um, uh, Jake Paul. My parents don't know. who. If, if I mentioned it, they, they would have no idea who that is. Um, it, it's just it's just different. Like in this day and age of everything being so segmented, like you have your internet celebrities and you have your YouTube celebrities and you have your Instagram celebrities. And uh, you don't have those global gigantic. I mean, the rock is really one of the, the last of a dying breed in a lot of ways of just a gigantic international celebrity. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I just think Logan Paul, yeah, I, I think they're going to make him look good at the end. Yeah, I think he's purely there for the younger demographic. He does have a crazy big following following with a younger Gen Z type audience. And who knows, maybe he brings in some Peacock subscribers and maybe make some new fans along the way as well. Either way, this is a match I have my eye on just because celebrity matches at WrestleMania, I just how they always go down, you know, in a way that always leaves me happier than I expected. A Bad Bunny last year, I was shocked how much I enjoyed that match. I will say this. I cannot think of a bad celebrity WrestleMania match. Even Snooki at Mania 27. She was she she rocked it, man. She was really good. She was pretty solid. Another match on this card. We'll keep moving here. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Raj, uh, the Elimination Chamber made me think that this is Rock versus Hogan 2.0 based on their reaction to Drew McIntyre and Madcap Moss building up to this this WrestleMania encounter, I, it feels so much bigger than it actually is. That's because I've been kind of catching replays of weekly television. The last time I saw these two lock up or these two in a ring together, it was with a Saudi crowd that treated it like it was Hogan slamming Andre. So I, I have a little bit of anticipation for this match, but I don't know. Who's getting stabbed? So I plan on taking a, a, a piss during this match. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> i really i do not care uh, uh, drew mcintyre's winning uh i i do not care to watch this i i love drew and i you know i think baron corbin is a little underrated i think there he's got a he hasn't quite found the right character like he, he he's doing these different things um, he's a star, but there's something missing that once he finds it, he'll get there. Madcap Moss, I think he's going to be a star, uh, again, if he, he finds the right gimmick, but yeah. Francisco brings <laughs> up an interesting point here. He says Drew will be the first person to kick out of the end of days. That's something it's sneaky. It gets brought up on Reddit forums and discussion threads all the time. People saying, I don't think anyone's ever kicked out of the end of days and I'm pretty certain it's true uh if drew kicks out does it have any weight because they haven't really built it up let me ask you this are you gonna be like oh my god he kicked out of the end of the days i mean you know (laughs) i mean no one no one gives a shit i think that's fair i think it's a claymore and we're in and out and hopefully six or seven minutes it's not the hogan leg drop no (laughs) No, but it is a pretty cool move. I will say that. It is. I like it. I just, uh, look, Barry Corbin just had never been positioned as, uh, you know, where, where it means something to kick out of his move. 
Very true. Very true. We'll move on with another title match here on WrestleMania Night 1. Jimmy and Jay Usos defending their SmackDown tag titles against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. Raj, do you see the bloodline holding on to two-thirds of their titles on Night 1? So, Boogs. Someone named Boogs is in the title match, which (laughs) kind of pisses me off. Um... (laughs) Night one kind of sucks now that we're going through it. Kind of sucks. Usos, I I think, have got to win. Yeah, until until you get to the top. But Jesus Christ, this undercard is just terrible. Yeah, Justin Lopez echoing your sentiments here. Can we agree that besides Austin, the Seth match, and Bianca Becky match night one is filled with filler i have no interest in ronda and charlotte uh i believe that is yeah that is night one uh night two greater than night one yeah i mean looking at our night two card uh we're gonna preview that in just a little bit it seems like it is just taking over night one if you took night one and night two cut out the filler that's a freaking great card you know between the two there's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of great stuff coming up this weekend yeah, and I mean, speaking of filler matches, we have another one here on night one. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston of the New Day taking on Sheamus and Rich Holland. We obviously expected this to be the full New Day with Big E taking on Sheamus, Rich Holland, and it's all about the butch Pete Dunne. Uh, not Pete Dunne anymore. Man, that, that one stung a little bit. Not going to lie, that, that name change uh, rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, uh, do you think they're coming out on top? So I hope to have enough drinks by this point to have another piss break during this 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 match. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I plan to be uh, using the bathroom a lot during night one. This this feels like a SmackDown match. You know, it doesn't feel like a WrestleMania. Match. It's not a WrestleMania match. It's just like it. You know, back in back when I was back in my day. Uh, even with the Bushwhackers versus the Rougeos, I'm like, oh my God, how are they going to, you know, who, how are they going to plan their finish? And, you know, like I'd get excited about it, but it literally does not matter who, who wins this match. And yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think, uh, I think Kofi and Xavier are going to win, but I, I, I don't care. It's inconsequential, uh, which is what we can say about a lot of matches on this card for at least night one. But one match we can't say that about is Seth Rollins versus WWE Vacant. I don't know if you're familiar with the accounts on Twitter at WWE Vacant. It is hilarious. Anytime a title gets vacated, you know, three-time Universal Champion out here. And uh, he said, what did he say? Uh, he was like, just like I took away your first WWE title reign, I'm going to ruin your WrestleMania moment, Seth Rollins. Uh, we joke <laughs> that this could be uh, just about really only one person, that being Cody Rhodes. But it looks like they might try to troll us with Shane McMahon. Seth also was posting GIFs today of people that haven't been active in WWE that could be his mystery opponent. And interestingly, he posted a Marco Stunt GIF. It's not going to happen. No chance in hell. But I just thought that was a, a funny one among the collection that included Goldberg, Bailey. Um, I, <laughs> I forget who else he had in there. but Everyone the, other than Cody. <laughs> literally everyone but Cody, yes. <laughs> Uh, I, I, Seth's, Seth's Twitter game is strong. Uh, he's, dude, he, he's great. Uh, uh, 
so uh, so i i have been out of uh i i did watch dynamite last night but i haven't watched uh raw or smackdown last week that this is on night one seth this, rollins this is on night one yeah oh hi oh wow i would have thought that would have been night two um well i mean we know it's gonna be cody whatever they do to to get there uh yeah i i, I look i think um I don't think Cody moves tickets, so I think what they have done or what they're doing is the right move. So yeah, I think it's gonna be it'll be a fun surprise. It's one of those like CM Punk surprises where everyone knows it's coming and uh, you deliver and everyone's happy. So I, I think it's a it's a cool move. We spoke about this on a previous either Thursday wrestling pod or a pay per view after show. Where I agree, I don't think Cody moves tickets for this show, but I do, I do think he gets eyeballs on WrestleMania. Not that yeah. they need more people to be watching, but I will be watching night one essentially solely for the fact of what's going to happen when Seth Rollins gets to the ring. Like, Absolutely. what does that entrance look like? Like, do they do some sort of weird metaphor with like a, a forbidden door or something? Not that they would, but we've heard rumors in recent weeks that uh, people backstage want Cody to look exactly as he did in AEW in WWE because of the visual transition being so significant. I don't think we're going to hear, whoa, it's only smoke and mirrors. I don't think he's going to have brown hair. I don't think he's going to have a white vest. I think he comes out blonde Cody Homelander to his AEW theme with a big, you know, elongated intro with the woes and ahs, and he rises up from the stage. Give us all the theatrics and make that moment feel like, oh my God, this is AEW's Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. So I'm, I've always been a big um, proponent of updating your looks to look like a star or, you, you know, like uh, uh, more that than in, in improving your in-ring. Like, you know, Bray Wyatt, you know, like once he went from Husky Harris to... Ray Wyatt, he became a superstar. Cody Rhodes, with the brown hair, is just not. He he's just a. He feels a, like a bigger star with the blonde hair, Homelander, you know, whole whole routine. And that's, I think that's what he needs to bring. So, I think that's what he's gonna do. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna be awesome. I think that th- that's gonna be the highlight. Well, not the highlights. You, you can't top St- Stone Cold Steve Austin, but that's going to be it's going to be a huge thing. Yeah, it's it's going to be a moment in time, depending on how they treat him in in WWE. I think it's going to be something we look back on for years. And, to come. and I hope WWE because they clearly don't want AEW to. They don't want to make it like AEW is on the same playing field as WWE. So do they give him the AEW entrance, you know, with smoke and mirrors and and everything, or which I think would be the most effective, that would be the biggest, or are they going to, you know, they swallow their pride and do that, or are they going to be like, hey, he's back in our fold and we're going to, you know, he's our guy again, we're going to give him new music and new look. And I hope they don't do that, but I could easily see that happening. 
Yeah, I think it could go either way. The presentation of Cody, I think, is one of the hottest topics going into night one. We got one more match on the card, technically, that being Charlotte Flair defending her SmackDown Women's title against Ronda Rousey. Raj, I'm sorry, I wish I cared about this match, but I don't know what it is about Ronda. I have rarely cared for her pro wrestling programs other than her first one with Kurt Angle against Triple H and Stephanie. It just, it's not doing it for me. And a lot of people too on podcasts and interviews and people just kind of analyzing her recent return, she seems kind of half interested. She had a lot more spark when she first came into WWE. This feels more like an obligation. Am I crazy in saying that? Every time she's out there, she feels like she doesn't want to be out there, which is weird because she has that, you know, she's the one that wanted to come back. Um, It's... It's rough when she's out there. Her promos have sucked. Um, And you know what? Even when she was here last time, I felt like until she turned heel, she never found that that groove. And then when she turned heel, it kind of started to to click. She's just, I don't know. I I do not give, you know, uh, when it was announced that Steve Austin would be closing the show, I'm like, yes. That's the right move because there's no buzz for this match. No one cares. And uh, the build has just not, uh, has not been there. Also, do you see, who do you see walking away with the title? Because if Rousey's sticking around, it would make sense for her to take it off her, but it just doesn't feel like she's ready to beat Charlotte. I think it's going to be Rousey. I think, you know, they, they, they're paying way too much, uh, for her not to be uh, the champion. So, yeah, I think it's going to be Rousey. I I just don't, uh, I don't know. There's there's something missing there. There is something missing, but hey, she's still star power, and especially on a channel like Fox, they're never going to She's a way bigger star in UFC than she is in WWE. And, you know, it's like finding, like Ken Shamrock, he was just a way bigger star in UFC than pro wrestling there were some people that that's just where they they fit their personalities fit rousey is a a megastar but just yeah yeah she kind of sucks i mean like her segments have sucked right yeah they're not ones that i want to check out they've sucked like has there been one good one (laughs) can't really think of one Personally, yeah. I, I I did not care for her, her Raw Women's title reign um, back in tw- uh, late 2018 into 2019. Uh, I thought the builds with the Becky Lynch feud could have been something special, and then it got way too jumbled with Charlotte and everything, and them not wanting to turn Ronda heel for the longest time, even though the crowd had kind of turned on her, was kind of weird. And then when she eventually did turn heel, but then she was like, oh, well, it's all scripted anyways. I was like, well, hey, come on. Like, let like don't do that, you know? <sighs> I feel bad, you know, I felt bad for her for a while, but she just, like her promo, she's like, so, last week on Raw, you, you know, like, it's, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just reading as opposed to uh, feeling it. I don't yeah. know. But one person I know that can make you feel it when it comes to a promo is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, fuck yeah. A little segue for you right (laughs) there. Main event of WrestleMania Night 1, the KO Show with Kevin Owens and special guest Stone Cold Steve Austin. Raj, why are we calling this a talk show? I know that Steve Austin doesn't want it to be a 
a match straight up. But are we just going to get to the ring and they're just going to fight and they're just never going to ring the bell, technically? I think that's what it is, yeah. I think it's going to be... I think it's probably going to go like 10 minutes uh, with a brawl and, you know, it it goes back and forth and it ends with Austin hitting the the stunner and putting his foot on KO and drinking beers. But apparently he does not think that's good enough to call it a match. And man, more respect to him that, uh, that he has his level of quality standards, you know, like he, uh, he, he refuses to have that be considered a match. So, you know, it is what it is. Not calling it a match brings it down a lot. In my opinion, uh, you know, saying, look, if I'm telling my friends and I'm like, hey, Stone Cold's wrestling his first match in, you know, 19 years or whatever, that's going to get their attention more than he's going to be doing a segment where he's going to get physical. You know, it's just, it, it makes a huge deal. Um, yeah. But uh, apparently he is not confident with it being uh, a match. Francisco says he thinks Austin will walk down with a ref. Do you see any kind of last minute swerve where this ends up being impromptu? Let's ring the bell. Yeah. I, I, you know, like rock versus Eric the Rock's last match was you know, the, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I, I I could definitely see that. I, I I see it being, I see it being Austin pinning Owens, as opposed, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it just it feels it feels weird to not have like is WrestleMania night one not going to end with a one two three like is it just going to be he hits a stunner and then someone right. in the truck plays his music and then good night everybody we'll see you tomorrow like that feels kind of weird to me right yeah like just a segment ending it seems just seems weird and one last thing I'll say before we move on tonight too like how is it any different than when he came down at Mania thirty two and stunned Xavier Woods like. Like, what's the difference? Like, I understand people being excited that he, he's going to get physical and he's been training for this. This is not like a one-off, like, yeah. I'm going to come come stun Vince McMahon and, and, you know, throw the middle fingers up. But, like, what makes this different than anything else? Like, I understand that it will probably look different visually, but going in, I'm looking at this and I'm going, okay, this is Mania 32, but in the main event. Look, if I'm WWE, I'm I'm – what I'm doing is I'm doing an angle that first night to get physical and it sets up a match for night two. But I don't think that's what's happening, but that would be, that would be the move in my opinion. Um, but look, you know, Stone Cold in a segment and Stone Cold in a match are, are two very different things. And it, it's going to be the same thing, but by not advertising it as a match, it, it hurts it a little. Yeah, and you mentioned, too, if it were to be a match, it would have to go up against a pretty stacked card for WrestleMania Night 2. But don't worry, there are still some filler matches in there as well. Some uh, some bathroom breaks, as Raj would call them. We kick things <laughs> off with the WWE Women's Tag Title Match, the kind of classic where we're going to get as many people from the division on the card as possible. Queen Zelina and Carmella defending their titles against Sasha Banks and Naomi, Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. 
and Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Raj, one thing that makes me just frustrated about this match is none of these teams are tag teams. They are all single singles wrestlers thrown together. The uh, the tag team titles, the women's tag team titles, are a total uh, afterthought. Uh, you know, I I, I I look at Sasha Banks and I'm like, man, she needs to be way higher than this. And granted, you know, she's had her injuries and, and whatnot and, and, and different things. But she was in the main event of I I thought her match with Bianca Belair last year was that was one of my favorite matches of last year. It, it it meant a lot, like uh, watching it with my daughters. Uh, you know, for me, a match is never just about moves and who's doing the most flips and who's doing the most dives. It's getting the emotion and getting the uh, the uh, the story. And I thought they did that in spades, and it was amazing. So I, I just feel like she should be in a much higher spot. This sucks. I you know, whatever. I. I I, I think Sasha and Naomi win it. I feel like they should, you know, uh, they are the most over of the two, uh, the most over team, but yeah. 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 Stellar Justin Lopez brings up a very interesting point. I kind of hope Sa- Sasha and Naomi don't win this because Sasha's first WrestleMania win needs to be bigger than this. And he brings up a great point. She hasn't won on the grand stage. She walked in to Mania 32 as a women's title challenger. Charlotte won that match. Mania 33, I believe she was one of four. And that was Nia Jax winning Fatal 4-Way Mania 33. Not, mm. no, no, not Nia Jax. It was, uh, it was Bailey. Bailey retained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mania 34, I... I don't even, I can't remember where. That was the tag titles, right? With her and. That was 35. uh, That was when they. Oh, that was 35. Okay. Uh, And then 36. Can't remember if she was even on the card. Mania 36. Uh, Joey is saying Sasha won at Mania before. I don't remember that. I I can't remember a a Sasha Banks win. Yeah, I don't think it happened. Um, Yeah, she was in the Battle Royal at 34. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you know, I was at 32. That was the ra- last WrestleMania I went to. And then I was like, I can't ever go to WrestleMania because it's too crazy on the site and I need to be home. But she should have won that. Like that was, she had Snoop Dogg doing the entrance. That was, it made no sense that she didn't win that match, but whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I think, I mean, again, this is the, WWE has done a shit job with these women's tag titles. So it, it, it literally means nothing. So if they win, that's great. But yeah. Yeah. I, I personally see it being Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, just to give Liv Morgan a WrestleMania moment. Obviously Rhea Ripley uh, won her match last year against Asuka, but I just think uh, Liv Morgan, someone that it seems like they're always start stop in terms of getting behind her. And I think they would give her, a nice moment uh, at WrestleMania. She gets the pin. Her and Rhea embrace. And But like you said, these are nothing titles. Uh, I think the idea of building a winner solely around that famed WrestleMania moment is the likely outcome here, rather than actually caring about a, a long-term storyline. Uh, another celebrity match we got going on, our first celebrity match of night two, I mean, depending on the order of the matches, Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. 
in an anything goes match. Raj, I, like, I, I think this could go either way, which is really weird. Uh, it should be Sammy because Sammy is a professional wrestler and Johnny Knoxville is a stuntman, essentially. But if it's anything goes and the Jackass crew get involved, uh, you know what? I, I can see this being a sleeper. I can see this being better than people uh, are expecting. I think Johnny Knoxville, he uh, he gets it. And uh, I can see this being better than people are expecting. I, I think he wins. When was the last time a celebrity lost in WWE? Well, if you don't, I mean, Pat McAfee, I think, you know, the Adam Cole. Right, but, but, but on the main McAfee. roster. Main roster. Jeez. Uh Logan Paul was just an enforcer last year. He wasn't yeah. an actual match. Mm-hmm. He got stunned. Um, yeah. yeah. It's it's hard to think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, they always win. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think Knoxville. I think Knoxville wins that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I really think it could go either way. But the fact that it is anything goes and Knoxville just has, you know, a crew of people behind him and Sammy has no storyline allegiance is going on right now so yeah if i'm a betting man i think i put money on knoxville i think zane should win i hate you know what used to always bug me in the 80s what when when they would have rest, you know celebrities come in and they would act like they didn't know who bobby heenan was it's like well okay if you don't know who bobby heenan is then you don't know the main event of wrestlemania 3 which was the biggest night of, of wrestling you know it, it just drove me nuts um Anyway, kind of, kind of a side note, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, eh, I, I'm forgetting my point. <laughs> yeah, either way, you said Johnny Knoxville seems to get it. So who knows? Maybe they reward him with a win. Uh, another celebrity match, technically half celebrity match, half regular WWE match. Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory, a match that I actually am sneaky excited for because Ma- Pat McAfee also, in my opinion, gets it. And I think he cuts a killer promo. And he has impressed me wildly in his past two matches, those being with Adam Cole and the War Games match. But at the same time, Raj, here's something not a lot of people are talking about. He's going from not just NXT matches to WrestleMania. He's going from empty arena NXT matches to WrestleMania. But the other asterisk there is he played in the NFL. So he's played in AT&T Stadium before. It's nothing uh, that's unfamiliar to him, but this is kind of uncharted territory in terms of spotlight on you, singles match, 100,000 people. Who do you think is going to win this one? McAfee's going to win. Have they done anything with Vince yet? Not that I Again, know. I'm a week and a half off. With I, my... I, you know, uh, Theory's been confronting McAfee on SmackDown commentary here and there, but Vince himself has really only appeared in terms of storylines with Seth Rollins recently. Huh. Weird. Yeah. He was the one who like coordinated Seth Rollins, like meet me in my office. Do you see that long digital segment they did? I did not see that. I have not seen it yet. So I'm, I have about 76 hours of wrestling. I have to catch up on (laughs) (laughs) plan on tomorrow. Um, But uh, I I do think um, Pat McAfee is going to win. I do think without Vince involved, it, it just feels I, I don't I don't get it. I I just don't see the uh, the the excitement or what you know whatever you call it. What what the uh, you're you're not going to tell your friends? Hey, 
Pat McAfee is going to be wrestling Austin Theory. It's just not, uh, it's just not that kind of a match. So I don't know. Kind of, you know, when when originally they were saying it was going to be Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon, <laughs> it it was going to be a disaster. You know, you could see it being a disaster, but it's interesting. <laughs> but uh, I, I I don't see it with Austin Theory. Yeah, I will say Pat McAfee, obviously, he's been in WWE for a while as a SmackDown color commentator. But I think similar to how Logan Paul, like maybe people don't understand the appeal of McAfee or Logan Paul wrestling on a global celebrity scale. But Logan Paul is great for the younger Gen Z audience. I think Pat McAfee is great for that sports audience because people don't understand how big of a name he is in sports media. Like his his interview with Aaron Rodgers, he's the one who's breaking all these NFL scoops. He's the one who is shutting down uh, reports from like Adam Schefter. Like that trade isn't happening, and it, it turns out to be true because he's boys with all these people. He's friends with guys on the inside. So I have friends who aren't pro wrestling fans, but they love Pat McAfee. They love the Pat McAfee YouTube show, and when they hear that he's wrestling at WrestleMania, their ears perk up. Oh, it's only five dollars yeah. on Peacock. Maybe I check it out. Pat McAfee is huge, but if you if you start Googling right now WrestleMania space, Pat McAfee is not coming up on there. And I think a different opponent would be much bigger, yeah, whether it's geez, uh, Roman Reigns or obviously it's not going to be Roman Reigns, but, you, you know, someone else. Uh, Austin Theory is not that that match that's going to bring people from the outside in. Yeah, who knows? Either way, I think it, I think it could go. Either way, I would put money on McAfee because he hasn't had a wrestling win yet, and this would be his third match. And like you said, celebrities kind of tend to go over on the big stage. Uh, we move over to the Raw Tag Titles match. Randy Orton and Riddle defending against the Three Profits and Alpha Academy. Raj, who do you see coming out on top of this one? I think uh, I think this is the time to do the RK Bro split. I think. Uh, I think they lose and you do the split because they've been doing it for a long time. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of on its last legs, in my opinion. So I'd I'd, I'd have them lose uh, to Alpha Academy. I think uh, Chad Gable has been on another level um, in, in the past four months. He's he he was given the ball and he's just been running and running with it. He's freaking awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think, uh, Alpha Academy wins, uh, RK bro breaks up. I actually have the street profits winning this one and for uh, no, for no reason other than the fact that I think they want to give them a mania moment, you know, street profits win the titles, everyone celebrates and then they head to the back and yeah, then we can do that RK bro, uh, proper split. But yeah, I, Alpha Academy could be fun. Chad Gable has had a career renaissance in the past couple months, but for whatever reason, I know Street Profits seem like they're only in this match to get them on the card. I think maybe giving them the titles could be fun and could spice things up. I, in the tag division. I think Street Profits, if they win, they turn heel. I think uh, Montez Ford is a superstar. like a, He's a future superstar. And I think uh, a heel turn would kind of bring the next level with him. That could be fun. That could be fun. We move on with this card. Edge versus AJ Styles, one of the hottest singles feuds going in. Edge having a complete makeover, ditching his iconic music, 
for this new judgment style gimmick. Either way, I do appreciate that Edge is trying to do something new. Uh, obviously, he's much more than just a novelty act, and he's not going to do the whole come out and just have Pyro go off and, hey, it's Edge. He wants to do something new. He wants to do something fresh, which I appreciate. And I think him and AJ could have a barn burner. But I do worry about where this match is placed on the card because not that AJ Styles has had bad luck consistently, but I always think back to AJ versus Shinsuke at Mania 34, a match that had so much promise and so much potential. It was just cannibalized by the fact it came too late in the show. Uh, Raj, do you see Edge versus AJ Styles living up to the hype? And where do you see it happening on the card? Well, you make a good point with AJ and uh, Shinsuke, but that was a one night mania. And this is two nights and uh, you're spreading out 10 hours over two nights. I think uh, I think this is going to be the match of the night. I'm going to I'll bet I'll bet hair. (laughs) uh that this is going to be the match of the night uh i'm 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 jazzed i'm I'm looking forward to this i think it's gonna be awesome uh edges you know uh, the story from what you know again i haven't watched the last week and a half uh the story has not been that strong in my opinion uh with you know edges he'll turn he 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 all of a sudden, when he went crazy on AJ, there, there, there was just never a good reason why he did that. But this is going to be an awesome match. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've told you very often. AJ Styles, like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Obviously, just for that mania moment back in 2016, I remember where I was when he crossed over and he made that Rumble debut. I remember watching him in TNA before he had the long hair. I remember watching him in Bullet Club. And he's still a very special wrestler, I feel, on this grand stage. And I think him and Edge, you know, this is a match that has been teased since Edge made his return. People forget AJ was one of the first people to take a spear. And he did hurt, he hurt himself, too. People sleep on that. The uh, Royal Rumble 2020, he took a spear. He tried to sell it too hard. And he got a little uh, tweak and it kind of, you know, put his plans with Undertaker in jeopardy. Obviously, it ended up working out sort of boneyard match. But still, this is a match a long time in the coming. Yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine if they had an actual match? I think that as as great as a cinematic match was, the the boneyard match, I would have much rather have seen an actual match with those guys. I think that would have been the fitting way for Taker to go out. Yeah, I think AJ could have got a really good match. Oh, out of AJ would have killed it. And I, I think it could have been decently long, too, because he mentioned, too, uh, you've obviously seen the documentary. He didn't want to go out on the Cena match, even though it was satisfactory, but it was only like four minutes and it was a squash match. He wanted to do something more. He wanted to resurrect those Mania 26 vibes with Sean, and he said AJ reminded him of Sean. He said AJ was Sean 2.0, and... Yeah, that is one of the greatest what ifs I think in uh, in Mania history. If we actually got Taker versus AJ in front of a crowd, bell to bell. Yeah, AJ's AJ's great. AJ's great. Uh, another match on this card. Before we get into the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, Bobby Lashley versus Omos. Uh, Raj kind of thrown together to kind of get both men on the card. Shocking to me that Bobby Lashley is already back because I remember when he was first announced to be hurt. I thought it was going to be months, let alone weeks. So Bobby Lashley, you know, his spot on the WrestleMania card, 
I don't know exactly what plans were four months ago, but he went from probably entering as WWE champion to now entering in a singles match with Omos that has had really no build whatsoever. Uh, is Omos going to stay undefeated or is Bobby Lashley going to take him down? You know what? As odd as it is, I'm intrigued. <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I'm I'm curious which way they go. I, I think, um, look, if it's up to me, I think Lashley wins. Uh, I think Lashley beat Lesnar. Uh, once once you're done with Reigns versus Lesnar, what are you? You know, where are we going? You know, with with Lesnar, where we, where are we going with Reigns? Lashley has that built-in story that he he beat Lesnar, and and so I think Lashley and Lesnar is a huge feud that we've only kind of scratched the surface of. So. I think uh, I, for me, Lashley should win. Omos, yeah. he, he, he's in, you know, he's interesting. Like uh, people, when he gets in the ring there, you do hear the pop or when he's standing face to face with uh, another big guy, there's, there's interest there, but I think uh, Lashley should win this. He had one of the bigger moments at WrestleMania last year when Omos and AJ won the titles. That got a pretty raucous pop from the limited crowd that was going on in Tampa Bay last year. So, like you said, Omos is a star. He's he's an attraction that Vince always likes to likes to pen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a comment here from Michael that I wanted to bring up. Well, 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 it's no days off, Raj. Post-mania break for you, Raj. I know you're in for a very busy weekend, but anything fun you got scheduled once everything kind of dies down a little bit. Yeah, I was in Florida last week, bailed the last couple of days. It's just wrestling the next five days. <laughs> <laughs> Not stuff. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, you know, I grew up on WrestleMania. This is this has been my my thing. You know, uh, WrestleMania four was my first, uh, that I saw live and, uh, I love it. It's, it still brings me back, you know, still brings me back. And it's all been building to this match. This one match since Raj saw Hogan slam Andre Brock Lesnar versus (laughs) Roman Reigns, big title unification match that's being dubbed as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. But on paper, I mean, it's hard to get pretty bigger than this. You know, two absolute giants at the top of their game. Roman obviously having the run of his career. Brock arguably as well. I don't think he's ever been as popular as he is. Obviously, I wasn't watching him live in the early 2000s. But it's a winner takes all that has a bunch of storyline implications. And this has, to me, the feel. It goes beyond the match itself. What happens in the post-match? Is there a new title that's unveiled? What happens with Paul Heyman? Do the Usos get involved? Do we get The Rock coming out for a stare-down to close out Mania? There's so many what-ifs, and every time I go into a WWE main roster pay-per-view with this many what-ifs, I very rarely am left left satisfied. But hey, I'm ready to be heard. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Right. I took my daughters to Survivor Series in New York. Uh, and... Uh, they kept saying the rock's coming out because they kept playing the red notice stuff. And I was like, no, he's not, he's not, the rock's not here. (laughs) And they they were like, Oh no, no, no. They, he has to be coming out. And you know, it's, you can't give shit to WWE for something they didn't advertise. So if the rock doesn't come out, you know, whatever, but that would be awesome. 
the Rock coming out to confront Roman Reigns uh, after he beats Brock Lesnar. I think uh, Roman's beating Brock. Um, this match, I think, is gigantic. I think they have done excellent job with this match. I think uh, Brock and Roman are on different levels of... Uh, you know, I don't like to do the AEW-WWE comparison thing uh, a lot, but... Um, at times, you know, it's like, dude, compare Brock to Hangman Page, you know, it's like, it's night and day, you know, one is, it's night and day, uh, the way they, they, they built him up and the way they built Roman up. I mean, it's not even close. And, uh, I just think this match is gigantic and they have done a fantastic job. I'm so excited for this match. I think Roman wins. I think Roman's on another level. I think Roman is um, the biggest thing uh, that we've got going right now. Yeah, you mentioned, too, the builds. I'm super satisfied with how they've built this match because they've made it feel fresh. Because not only is this a match we saw in fall of last year at a Saudi uh, pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken, Brock versus Roman. Uh, because obviously Brock came out to confront Roman at SummerSlam last year. Not only was this a match that we were going to get at day one until plans changed very last minute due to COVID and everything. This is a match we've seen at WrestleMania before, twice before. Mania 31, Mania 34, and now here we are, Mania 38. Brock versus Roman has been done to death. We've seen it at SummerSlam as well. But this one feels fresh. It feels different. There's an evolution of the characters. It's not just the... The age old, you know, when Rock and Austin fought for a third time and the, you know, one was a heel, one was a face and we switched up a little bit. Sure, it, they they switched like allegiances, but they were still the same characters in essence. This is night and day to right. 31. This is, you know, Viking warrior Brock versus tribal chief Roman Reigns, which is very different from like the chosen one Roman Reigns to UFC fighter Brock from 2015. Which exactly. I, it's like Hogan and Andre was done before, you know, before WrestleMania three, they, they, you know, they did Shea stadium. They've done, yeah, they wrestled a bunch of times, but it's the presentation and how you take the story and uh, where you go with it. I, and this Brock, this uh, Brock Lesnar right now, he, this is my favorite Brock Lesnar I've ever seen, you know, with WWE. I think he is just, uh, he 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 just pops on the screen he's interesting he's different like like before i thought brock was getting old as fuck when he was just you know standing with you know paul Heyman and he's jumping and paul Heyman's doing his promos and it just it just got old and this brock is completely different and uh i think it's my favorite brock and he seems like he wants to be there too, which is always fun. Like he looks like he's he wants to be there. He looks like he's having fun. He looks like uh and and when you're watching him, it doesn't feel like an act. Mm-hmm. Like when he's uh slapping hands uh with fans, it, it doesn't feel like he's doing it to win brownie points or anything. He he looks like he's genuinely enjoying it. So I I, I love it. I know you mentioned you got a lot of wrestling to catch up on before this weekend, but one thing you can look forward to is Brock had an amazing promo this week on, I believe it was Raw, when he was like, 
Roman and I, Roman and I's belts are going to have a baby and I'm getting full custody. And I thought that was a genius line. Very clever. But also beyond that too, uh, he was having fun with the crowd. The crowd started wanting him and he was like, oh, are we going to go there? And they stopped too. That was the best part. They didn't like, he's obviously not going to attack any fans, but they're like, all right, we respect Brock. We're not going to say anything. You know, uh, one of, uh, Steve Austin's worst legacies has been the worst has been the, the what chant like that, uh, that sucks because uh, it sucks. But if Lesnar tells you to stop doing it, you're going to stop doing it. (laughs) One final thing before we wrap up this particular match, do you have any bold predictions for what's going to go down within the contest itself beyond just Roman winning? Uh, do you have anything out of the ordinary? Because I will put my money where my mouth is. I'll bet with my head. I'll bet with my heart, rather, not my head. I think we do get The Rock coming out to tease WrestleMania 39 next year. So I think if The Rock comes out, uh, you can't wait for WrestleMania. I think uh, it's too long. He'll be running a football league by then. Um, you know, you, you, it's almost like you just got to do that match as soon as you can. So Rock comes uh, SummerSlam or you know, as soon as you can do it, whenever he can do it, you have to work around the rock schedule. It's not the other way around. I, I So that's what I think. I think if rock comes out, it's not teasing next year's WrestleMania. They're going to do it in the next three or four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I, I'd love, you know, look, the rock versus Roman Reigns, Jesus Christ. That's, that's gigantic. <laughs> you know, like that's, Another level of dream match. It was a match I didn't care for for the longest time until he became the tribal chief. And now that it's a family affair, the story writes itself. And the the rumors say that Rock himself wants to do it, which I think is fun because it's not just him wanting to have one last match. I think that they, he sees the value in the story that's on the table. Well, the Rock, I think he wants to have that one last match. Um his daughters have never seen him wrestle, you know, uh, in person. Uh, and Roman Reigns, you know, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's not a bigger match right now for The Rock. One final thing I want to bring up. Uh, we have a couple of comments that I wanted to give shine to. Forgotten MMA brings up Gable interferes <laughs> and turns on Les Nerd. And I don't think he's talking about Chad Gable here. I think he's talking about Gable Stevenson. Gable Stevenson looks like he's going to be present at WrestleMania. I don't know if they're going to show him ringside, just a little crowd shot, or if he's going to get physical. But obviously his college career is coming to an end. You know, he's wrapping up this semester. He's getting that capping down in a month's time. He's going to be in the WWE sooner than later. Where do you see Gable Stevenson showing up in this card? Uh, you know what? I could see, I could easily see them doing uh, kind of similar with what they did with uh, Mojo Rawley and Gronk back, you know, like, uh, you know, where after the match, Miz is talking shit. I mean, really, I could see with the Miz. Miz is talking shit afterwards and Gable Stevenson comes in. And Do you say Gable Stevenson? Or is Stevenson? It's it's spelled Stevenson, so I, it I, is. I, I but naturally, I keep saying Stevenson, even though it's Stevenson. <laughs> yeah, and a, it's a, gonna another, take a while to get used to. 
it will take a while to get used to. Hopefully, you know, when commentary says it over and over again, it'll be ingrained in our brains. Peter brings up another interesting point. Is there any chance Gable Stevenson is Seth's opponent and not Cody? I Well, I think, you know, the, the smart money is on Cody. I do think that is a sneaky dark horse to put along with the Shane McMahons and, you know, the Goldbergs and whoever it, it could be, you know, in the 10% chance it's not Cody. Um, any chance Gable Stevenson shows up? Uh, he's, he's going to be there somehow. Uh, I think he's going to, uh, I think Baron Corbin, you know, like he, someone like that, he's going to toss one of those guys out of the ring. Uh, so yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be there, but I think it's going to be uh, Seth Rollins versus Cody. Yeah. And that's a match that I'm looking forward to. You're looking forward to night two's main event. A lot to look forward to in WrestleMania weekend this weekend. It's going to be such a fun weekend. You know, I I gave some shit to some of the undercard <laughs> matches, but it's going to be such a fun weekend. And it's, it's just like, it, it's fun to be a wrestling fan for stuff like this. Yeah. There's nothing like WrestleMania. It's a spectacle. And I love the entrances. I love the stage. I love the theatrics and, for one night, you know, if anything, you know, with all baggage that comes with storylines and weekly television and the ups and the downs, you kind of forget it all and you kind of just enjoy the show. And that's what I love about WrestleMania. We're going to be talking WrestleMania all weekend long over on WrestlingInc.com. Articles coming out, more podcasts coming out, more fun content, etc. Be sure to be on the lookout for it. But Raj, for your takes on WrestleMania, because I know you're going to be firing off tweets all weekend long. Where can the people find you? Uh, yeah, yeah, just keep, uh, just, uh, don't retweet me, I guess. I, I'm getting a lot of shit apparently, but, uh, follow me, uh, you know, check out wrestlinginc.com. It's my, you know, that's where everything's happening. I agreed with your Tony Storm take for the record. I thought that was a fair, fair opinion of, of <laughs> yours. Um, yeah, it, it, make sure to follow wrestlinginc.com for updates throughout the weekend, not just with wwe events but obviously ring of honor is putting on a big show a whole lot of gcw events going on as well impact wrestling's multiverse of matches so much wrestling to look forward to if you are a pro wrestling fan you will be in heaven this weekend and we're going to be doing our best to organize all the chaos for you you can find me on socials at liam t crowley and i'll be doing some tiktoks as well we've been posting daily tiktok updates with the news coming out but also with wrestlemania weekend we're going to have a lot of storyline implications that i'll be doing video updates for over on that social media platform so be sure to give love to wrestling inc on tiktok but hey raj that's an hour and a half wrestlemania weekend preview we did it we got through the whole card and if this was actual wrestlemania we'd still have about eight and a half hours to go so i think we did a pretty good <laughs> hey you know it's gonna be an awesome weekend i'm 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 so looking forward to it it's going to be fun. Well, hey, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you later on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.